Hello, welcome to episode 3 of the Topic Tacklers, where we tackle every topic in sports. I'm Shane Bryant, your host today, and with me I have... Hey, I'm Liam Dunlop, guys. Today we're going to talk about some March Madness, we're going to talk about NFL free agency, and yeah, let's let's get to it, Shane. Well, I think the biggest thing, um, obviously on everyone's t- topic right now is March Madness, but what I wanted to kind of go in depth about the most is the players to watch out for because like there's two rounds in basketball right there's two rounds in the NBA draft and there's 64 teams in the tournament so not a lot of these kids are getting drafted so I mean you have people that like are gonna go to the NBA um let's say on Tennessee who are already out right or like the big upset we already saw earlier or uh, Ohio State and they have I think at least one person going to the NBA this year and they're already out. So I kind of wanted to go in depth a little bit on like players to watch for the tournament, but we'll also uh, do like a final four prediction finals prediction and uh, all that good stuff. So if you wouldn't mind taking it away first, Liam, who, uh, who would, who is your number one player to watch in this tournament? My favorite player in college basketball right now, he, he might stay another year, but it's a uh, Luca Garza for Iowa. He's an absolute monster. He's averaging 23.7 points per game. He's shooting 70% in the paint. He's 40% from three. He doesn't shoot a lot of threes, but he's 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 amazing from there. He's averaging 8.8 rebounds, three offensive rebounds, two assists, average two blocks, which is huge. But yeah, he's just a monster. He He's... He's your prototypical NBA big. He can European big, we'll say. He's a guy that can go out and shoot the three. He's a huge guy that can post up. And he can knock down shots from anywhere inside 10 feet. So, yeah, Luca Garza for Iowa. I don't have Iowa going too far in the in the tournament myself. Actually, I do. Sorry. I do. I, I do actually have them in the... Uh, I have them in the Elite Eight, but and that's mainly because of him. Back in December, he put up 30 points against Gonzaga, who's undefeated going to the tournament. So, I mean, he definitely has NBA potential. Um, I think he's a senior, though. Yeah, he might be a senior, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. And, yeah, what, that's what's big about him be, uh, putting up that many points against a top team like Gonzaga is he's not just beating up and averaging an amazing amount of points against these smaller teams he's playing in the big 10 the big 10's crazy this year they got, got the michigans they got the michigan states they got the ohio states they there's always a ton of teams that come out of the big 10 and iowa is one of the top and he pulled out big 10 player of the year this year as well oh, oh yeah for sure like i don't think there was there was a couple guys that were close to him there's that guy on michigan and but yeah he's just he's just perfect he's he's got a perfect body he's got um He's got a great basketball IQ offensively and defensively. So I love Garza as well this year. I think he's going to take Iowa pretty far. Um, I got the Iowa actually really far in my, my uh, pool or my uh, bracket, sorry. But so the person I have looking out for this year in this tournament is actually, I believe, going to be number one in the draft, in my opinion. And it's Cade Cunningham of Oklahoma State. So he's a freshman, he's a, a point guard, and he is absolutely just shifty, an ankle breaker. He kind of reminds me of uh, like a, a Kyrie Irving type of um, 
type of draw and type of step backs and uh, crossovers and everything like that. But he's got he's got the speed of more of like a James Harden with his shiftiness and um, he's putting up twenty points per game, twenty twenty point two points average per game, six rebounds, three assists, and he's shooting forty five percent from the field. I mean, Oklahoma State has a good team this year, but he's he is carrying them like he is the guy to look for this tournament to bring Oklahoma State if they want to go anywhere far, in my opinion. And I think he is going to go number one overall. We noticed a lot in the March Madness tournaments, one guy can actually take over. There was the Steph Curry on Davidson. He brought a small school into the Sweet 16. There was... Buddy Heald for Oklahoma that one year. Yeah. They were garbage, and he was he was putting up, like he was shooting twenty at least 20 times a game. 20, 30 times a game. Gordon Hayward with Butler. Yes. There's Jimmer Ferdet. Oh, yeah. All these guys, just you can have one guy, and they can take you as far as he's willing to take you. Yeah, and the thing, too, is it's always been like that. Look at Allen Iverson in Georgetown, right? Like, just, like, you can even go even further back, man. You know, Larry Bird in Indiana State. Like, Indiana what, like, State, yeah. What, these they small done schools, since. but I don't know. Like, these, these people... I don't know why. I don't know why they can draw like the number ones overall and stuff like that. I don't really understand that, but I don't know. Maybe it's coaches, the coaches like likableness or something. Or yeah, yeah. Is he obviously must have been a top talent coming out of high school? Oh, he if, had to. Be. If I, after your freshman year, you're most more than likely going first overall into the NBA. So yeah, Cade Cunningham's also amazing. Another guy I really want to look at. And we got to go with one of the Gonzaga guys because three of the Gonzaga yeah. guys made either the first All-American team or the second All-American yeah. team. And I'm going to go I'm going to go with Corey K- Kispert. Corey Kispert's one of the guys that just he shoots a lot of threes. He's got amazing range. He averages 20 points per game, 5 rebounds, a couple of assists. His true shooting percentage, which is Either I think it's field goal percentage, three point percentage, and free throw percentage all mixed together. If I'm wrong, you can definitely <laughs> call me out on it. Anybody is sixty nine percent. Mm hmm. Sixty nine percent. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And yeah, he's he's a monster. They're so good. And why do you think Gonzaga's Gonzaga's the opposite of Oklahoma State in that sense, where they have a bunch of guys that are most likely going to make the NBA and top talented guys. But I think Kispert's the best one. I agree. Gonzaga this year r- reminds me of um, Virginia, that Virginia team that won two years ago. Um, just a lot of talent. They don't have one guy bringing them. They have three guys that are like consistent. They put up double digits. And like you said, they're most likely all three going to the draft or two, at least two going in the draft. Um, so one more person that I actually wanted to note out to watch for in this tournament is Evan Mobley, and he is the forward for the USC Trojans. So he is going high as well in the draft. He's, he's super scouted out right now, but I just want to take a look at his stats and say that he's averaging 16.8 points per game, 8.6 rebounds, two assists, but he's shooting 58 point four percent field goal and this is the kicker that i like the best he's averaging three blocks a game 
for the 2020-21 season. It, that is absolutely crazy in my opinion. I get it. I get he's in the the what the Pac-12, the US USC is in Pac-12, and he's a seven footer. So once you have a seven footer in the March in the NCAA, you're expecting them to get a lot of blocks because oh, most of the most definitely. centers are like six foot nine. Yeah, like Taco Fall when he was yeah <laughs> when like, he was in the tournament he was yeah. like Central averaging Florida. four blocks. Yeah, but. I don't know. I yeah. I I do agree with that. He's seven foot, right? Like he's got the height height advantage, but uh, that kind of makes him uh, a man among boys in this tournament. Definitely compared to um, other teams, like smaller teams, right? Smaller schools, smaller teams. You have Evan Mobley will take USC decently far, in my opinion. And that's a freshman too, right? So yeah, he is a freshman. It's so crazy how these kids. They're like 18, 19 years old, and he's already seven foot. But he doesn't look – he's not one of those young seven-footers where they look kind of awkward and they're not used to their body. It seems like he's been seven foot for years. Yeah, Imagine know, seeing right? that guy in high school Yeah, I'd like seven to see foot. His, his high school like clips or something on uh, – The six-foot-five guy, the tallest guy in a random high school guarding him, and he's just having the worst time of his life. This guy's putting <laughs> up 50 points on him, and it's just – you can't do anything. And no. There are some – there are some teams where you do look at it this year and you can look at your brackets and you're like, how are they a number one? How are they number two? This is one of the weirder years, obviously, because of there's teams that have 30 games played, but then there's teams in the tournament that have 21, 22 games played because of COVID, because of traveling restrictions, because of certain states being more strict than other states. Like Illinois. Yeah, Illinois is doing good this year. Would you expect them to be a number one seed? Like, obviously, no. watching them this year, yes, definitely not. But at the same time, like, I think Illinois is one of those teams that have quietly been scouting for a while. I think um, Memphis was a school like that last year. Unfortunately, like, it just didn't really work out because COVID and everything. I definitely did not see Illinois coming taking the Big Ten like that, especially. Um, with Ohio State in there. Yeah, Ohio State, Iowa, Michigan, they're all in the top right, two. So all they're, in there. And Illinois brackets. won yeah. the championship. They won the... Who did they face again? Michigan. Oh, they faced Michigan in that, yeah. Um, yeah oh, in the, in the final of the tournament? Yeah. It was Ohio State. It was Ohio State. Yeah. All right, so, I mean, like, those are tough teams to go up against. Oh, those absolutely. are basketball schools, right? Like, Ohio State and Michigan, they're both football schools, but they are also basketball heavy schools and i haven't heard illinois name in college basketball for a while <laughs> no i think i think it was their first time winning the big 10 in 35 years yeah. same with alabama alabama's number two ranked in their east division of the bracket obviously there are they're a preeminent football school this is their first time winning the sec basketball title since in since 1997 i think it is that's crazy yeah, that's insane. Well, and they just squeaked by too, right? Like they beat LSU by two points. Doesn't matter. Point. Win. It's oh, a win. Yeah, the win. A win's a win. That's just it. When it comes I, to the tournament, it do, they don't look at the box score. No, no, you're right. If you're if you move on, if it's by two or if it's by twenty, you're still on to the next round. Exactly. That doesn't matter. I, I think, and I'm gonna go ride on what you're saying a bit for about like these rankings and stuff. Um, I think this year, it's a little bit different with COVID and everything like you were saying and I think we're going to see a lot more 
upsets early on and potentially a lot of maybe like six five seeds even four seeds um going further than some of these three seeds two seeds and maybe even some of the one seeds i don't i don't feel comfortable with all the one seeds to be honest with you this year yeah it's a it's a tough one so we are recording this on friday march 19th at about 8 p.m eastern time and we're all shocked to know that ohio state's already out oral roberts took them down 75 72 so that's a 15 seed over a two seed and i found a stat on the internet that i want to tell you guys so I'm guessing your guys' brackets aren't perfect because only 0.42% of brackets after Ohio State loses to Oral Roberts are perfect. So, Shane, your bracket's busted. Oh my! Because my how far brackets. did you have Ohio State? Let's tell everyone. All right, so I had I have two brackets, right? I had Ohio State um, in the finals in the one, and then in the other one I had them winning it all. Oh man! So you are and you're, I'll tell you're busted. You, I'll tell you why, and it has to do with two words, or it has yeah, it has to do with two words, and it's Washington Junior. and a person that he reminds me of now with that first round exit is Denzel Valentine for Michigan State back in 2015. There's a lot of hype around him, and if he goes into the like declares for the draft, I think he'll get in maybe. Um, I was expecting a lot more impact from him uh, to kind of lead his team. I don't know if you watched the last little bit of it, but he was taking every shot in overtime, driving, shooting the three, trying to like fake out crossover and everything. Like you got a team there, man, and you have two other players that their point guard. I can't remember their his name exactly, um, but he's averaging like 12 points per game as well. You got to pass the ball, man. And their center is a big guy too. I, I forget his name as well. But it starts with an L. Either way, I wasn't impressed. And so what were, what were your thoughts? Because I'm actually a little shook by it still because my brackets are done. I'm shocked by Ohio State. Obviously, when a two gets defeated by a 15, it's always it's always just like, wow, who had that? We do have one buddy in our in our bracket group that actually picked that, which is super impressive. We asked him how he did it, and he's like, I like the word oral. And I'm like, all right. It, like, that's how people win, though. Like, my mom used to pick football teams based on which city she'd rather live in. Like, it would be like Jacksonville versus New England, and she'd pick Jacksonville because she'd rather live in Jacksonville than New England. And I'm like, I, I don't think that's a good idea, but that's just how it goes. And yeah, that's how people win brackets. It's it's never gonna be picture perfect. The fav- there's always gonna be upsets. March that's why it's called March Madness. Exactly. And I had Ohio State losing to Arkansas in the Sweet Sixteen, so my bracket's not completely busted. But I think everyone had them as far as I did at least. So I'm I'm up there with with the rest of them. It uh, it definitely messed up a lot of people because I think. A lot of people are riding on these Big Ten teams, these experienced basketball schools to kind of take over this tournament. And, but I, this year is the year of small schools, in my opinion. This is the year that these small schools are going to shine, I think. And it it might be because of the pandemic and because of the COVID. And there's you have to think, man, we don't have Duke. We don't have Kentucky. And... 
we are getting more of these small schools like Eastern Washington. <laughs> you know what I mean? Grand Canyon. Like, yeah, they're low rank, 14, 15. But now we're having teams like Creighton as a five, you know? Or like um, Arkansas as a three. Like, that's a, that's a big one. So... I like it, but I think a lot of these. Uh, this is the this is the year for little schools. So, what little schools do you think in though, Shane? Well, like, this who is, do you, who do you got? This is what actually I wanted to move into like our uh, next topic. Um, so, do you see? I'll, I want to ask you this first, but I, I'll ask the question. But I want to go first. <laughs> sure. So, do you see a low rank? like a low rank lower than a 10, let's say, making it into the Sweet 16? And I'm going to answer the question first, and I'm going to say yes. And right away, the first team that comes to mind is Syracuse, ranked 11. I mean, they're not the team they used to be, right? There's We don't have a dominant Syracuse um, basketball team anymore. But again, I think it it has to do with the experience. They've made the NCAA tournament numerous times they uh they had a quarterfinal loss in the ACC tournament which is a, probably the most stacked basketball tournament uh that and maybe the Big Ten in the NCAA in my opinion um San Diego State they right have off the bat probably and the winner of that pretty easy West schedule more head forward State. they're facing and I actually do have more head State with the upset on West Virginia <laughs> on that as well uh like with Syracuse, they do have Buddy Beheim, who's one of those shooting guys that can just take over in a tournament. Obviously, Jim Beheim's son, and he's been averaging twenty three point three points over his last seven games, which is pretty pretty remarkable. But their defense sucks. Their defensive rebounding rate is guess the number. So there's probably about four hundred. There's probably about four hundred uh, NCAA D one schools. Yeah. What number are they in defensive rebounding? Um, like 95, 339th in the nation in defensive rebounding. You can't win games in the tournament like that. You have to be able to grab that rebound and not be able to give up second chances. And with San Diego state, they got some big boys. They got guys that can rebound. They got guys. I, 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 I have Syracuse going out in the first round myself, but I, I don't, I don't hate your decision, but I'm a, I'm a big guy where I trust the favorites. I feel like it's going to be Gonzaga versus Baylor in the final. And I think Gonzaga wins just because they're the best team in, in the country. And that's just me. I'm actually glad you brought that up because I, I don't believe in the Gonzaga hype personally. Um, I think they're completely overrated. I don't think they should be an undefeated team. Yet they are. They've come very close um, throughout the season. The last team to be undefeated to make it to... Yeah, the last undefeated team to make it to the NCAA tournament is Anthony Davis's Kentucky. And they also had Michael Kidd-Gilchrist on that team as well. Which and they So they went 1-2 and two in the draft. I personally don't see Gonzaga having that all-star talent to bring them all the way to the final and to to be playing teams that are on huge roles right now like they're gonna have to go up against um the winner of missouri and oklahoma like i don't i think they can beat them but i don't obviously 
I don't think it's obvious, man. Yes, it is. I don't think that's obvious at all, to be honest with you. Um, so look at uh, if Virginia gets healthy, like if they're allowed to have their COVID players, they're going to have to face up against Virginia. And then to get into the final four, you're going to have to go against Iowa. Those aren't those aren't give me or give me wins, in my opinion. And I don't see Gonzaga having those star players to bring them all the way to win it all and be on that list of undefeated, absolutely undefeated teams. Yeah, I kind of I, I kind of see where you're coming from, but I also disagree because remember we were just talking about their 400 teams so far? Yes. What rank do you think they are in offense? Gonzaga? Yeah. For, about what for this year, yeah, obviously. This season. Probably one. They're first. Yeah. So they're averaging 92 points per game. Obviously they're not in the top division. Right. They're that that's always going to be a knock on Gonzaga until they actually join a huge division. Yeah. They're always going to win this division. They're always going to win their conference and they're always going to make the tournament as a top seed because they're always going to have a crazy record like this. Yep. But this is one of their best teams they've ever, I've ever seen them have. And they average 92 points per game with only allowing 69. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and <laughs> they do have as I was saying earlier Corey Kispert, who's an amazing three-point shooter. Yeah. He's a big. Jalen Suggs, who's projected to NBA lottery. There's, there's just a bunch of guys. Canadian Andrew Nemhart, whose brother played for Syracuse a couple years ago. He'll be he's he's like a six-man. Six-foot-ten Drew Timmy, averaging yeah. se- 19 and seven. I was just going to bring him up, actually. He's a beast. And he... Uh... He's or he ranks 11th in the nation with 67.8% shooting on two pointers. Oh yeah, he's he's not shooting outside. Oh hell no, but, no, but no, he's a big man. Yeah, but he's gonna post up anybody he, on these teams except for maybe Garza. And yeah, and I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you that Gonzaga has a stacked team. I don't, in my opinion, I just don't see them being an Anthony Davis's Kentucky team. But like I said before. This year is different. Like this year is a complete different, like a completely different NCAA tournament that we've seen before. Because just because of COVID, in my opinion, there's teams that can't even be here. Yeah, having having like the the no Kentuckys, no Dukes is weird. It's the first time since 1977 that both those teams haven't been in the March Madness tournament, which is it's crazy to me because you're always expecting them to make runs, even with not not the most talented of their teams they'll still make a run somehow you'll still see duke in like the sweet 16 you're like what where i don't even know any of these players and then two of them end up in the nba off the g league and they're they're crazy good and it's just how it happens but yeah so who do you have in the final now that ohio state's out shane um so I, I feel like i kind of got like, Gonzaga. what I, <laughs> no, no, no so i feel like i actually get a gimme like I gotta give me a redo because Ohio State's already out and I had them in the final. So we'll. I'm just gonna simply replace them with the team that I had them beat in the uh, Elite Eight. So I'm gonna start on the West side first, and I say Iowa goes into the Final Four. Uh, you're already talking about um, Luca Garza. I think he is. Like you were saying, a dominant, dominant force in this, uh, or he's going to be a dominant force in this tournament. Like twenty, averaging twenty three points is absolutely insane for the NCAA, and to be 
to do that on a number ranked two team is actually also impressive because the number one scoring uh, player in the tournament is on Oral Roberts. Oral, yeah, Oral yeah. Roberts, exactly. <laughs> so, like, yeah, these little schools have one player that essentially can just go off and stuff. But to, I don't know. for ha- To have the Garza on a number two ranked Iowa and averaging over 23 points is completely impressive completely impressive and i think they take gonzaga out um and then so for the east i got them going against texas and the reason being is their six foot 11 sophomore kai jones so he his stat line is not great he averages 8.8 points per game and 4.9 rebounds a game um but he is a first rounder in this draft he's projected to go top 10 actually if not uh it might be top 15 but regardless he needs to step up big in this tournament and i think he will they also have a, a great um starting lineup right they uh they have tremendous three-point shooters uh courtney Ramy is that how you say his name i believe yep. but so he's averaging um 12.6 points per game with 14 assists and he's shooting four assists Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and four assists. But he's shooting 42% behind the arc. Um, and this is, when you get into the March Madness, it is it becomes a three-point game. Yeah, um, and that's that's where I, I disagree as well. Like, there's, there's also there's players that can pop the threes, but you also need to be able to go inside. And that's why I am scared of Garza when it comes to the Gonzaga-Iowa game, if that happens. Because you never even know. So, but Gonzaga just has both. They have the bigs and they have the three-point shooting, and that that's just why I'm picking them. That's just that's the bottom line. Who you got them facing? So that would that would be your wet. That's the West pick. Who you got them facing from? I got them facing Baylor. Baylor's, yeah, they're the number one seed. They're they're twenty-three and two. They're averaging eighty-four, and their defense is even better than Gonzaga. They've got a couple really huge big guys. They got listen to these names. Flo Tachwama. Wait. Flo Thamba and Jonathan <laughs> Tachamwa Tachachu. Okay. Both of them are averaging over five rebounds a game. They got the Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Year, Davion Mitchell, who's averaging fourteen points. Fifty five three pointers made. They got Sweet. they got some great names. They got Maki Teague, who's averaging 16 points per game. Gerald Butler, who's averaging 17 points per game, and he shoots 43% from three. Baylor's sick. Baylor has actually has a really good team this year. So that's your your finals prediction? Yep, that's my finals. Baylor versus Gonzaga. Gonzaga wins 63-55. So I have in the finals, um, I actually have Iowa and Oklahoma State. So I got Iowa beating Texas in the final four. And then... Uh, I don't even have Texas getting past Alabama. Alabama's really good this yeah. year. They're very fast. Mm-hmm. And that's what might be their downside. Wait, you say you have Oklahoma State over Illinois, eh? Yeah, so I got Oklahoma State over Illinois as well. I'm, I'm and not, Baylor? I'm not buying the hype over Illinois. I actually have Baylor losing to uh, Purdue. Whoa. Yeah, so the number four ranked Purdue, um, I, I actually, I love this team. I love the Boilmakers team right now. Um, they're extremely balanced, right? So they actually rank 23 in offensive efficiency and 24th 
in defense efficiency. They're on, they're actually one of six schools to be in the top 25 for both. I mean, they're barely both in the top 25. Yeah, count it. But I think that um, is going to be like a huge upside for them. I think they're going to um, shut a lot of teams down, and I think they're going to make a surprising run. Like they have uh, their star with the um, – Trevion Williams, I think you say his name, uh, 15 points per game, nine rebounds a game, right? Pretty good. He's Monster. top 50 in both offensive and defensive rebounding. Um, so they also have uh, a six or sorry, a seven four freshman <laughs> in Zach Edley, just a nice nine points per game and 4.5 rebounds i don't even care about his stats if you're seven foot four in this tournament you're a monster <laughs> oh absolutely if, like, you're in, if you're in the nba at seven foot four well exactly that's just it um so i think those those two people alone um are probably the two determining factors of this boilmakers team um but you can't forget about the their guard as well jade and ivy so he's a freshman, but he's averaging 13.7 points as well for himself. And, he, and he's putting up 1.2 blocks and 1.2 assists per game. And he's only started in 11 games. He's only been on the starting lineup for 11 games. Yeah, so they I, plugged I, I don't in. have anything bad to say about Purdue. But I just think Baylor's got way more offense going for them. And I think they'll if they go against each other, I think Baylor will just wreck him in a shootout. I think it'll be a very good game. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, those will be our final. That's our final fours, right? Um, you got Gonzaga winning it. Yes. I got Iowa winning it. What do I know? I got I had Ohio State. What do I know? In the finals. I'm a so. Canadian. I'm just a Canadian guy. Yeah, that's but I, I, like I just, it. I just, I always go with the favorite. Yeah, I... <laughs> I, I went with like, Kentucky like the one year. The I went with Kentucky the year that they won with Anthony Davis. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, you're just picking the favorite. Yeah. <laughs> they're well, the favorite for think, a reason. If you think they're going to win, yeah. that's the thing. They're the favorite for a reason. Yeah. That, yeah. I wonder what the odds are. What is the odds are of the the best, of the favorite winning then? They were plus 300 Gonzaga, and the next team was Baylor plus 650. So they were pretty, double yeah, the favorite of the next favorite. So <laughs> all right. Well, I hope they. Uh, I hope they lose. So yeah, we'll go on to the next topic to yeah. tackle. So uh, we are actually going to switch over. Um, let's go over to some NFL because there's been some pretty crazy stuff going on lately. Well, let's start off with this Thursday night football deal. So I guess so. In start starting. 2020 in the year 2022 um amazon and amazon prime are taking over thursday night football do you have do you have the details on that yeah so the nfl just announced a new set of national television deals on thursday keeping games on espn abc fox cbs nbc amazon now and nfl network so as we noticed the last couple of years, Amazon would randomly be on. Like you could go on Amazon Prime Video and watch a couple, a couple games here and there. They were like pretty crappy games. It'd be like a Miami versus like Jacksonville. Like nobody cares. But huge deal here. So the deal is 
it's going to be $10 billion a season. This is the the entire deal, but now Amazon Prime Video will be the exclusive streaming service to, for Thursday Night Football beginning in 2022. So if you're looking for it on the normal channel you normally get it on, it won't be there. It'll just be on Amazon Prime Video. That's the only way you'll be able to watch Thursday Night Football. That is crazy. That is going to change sports. It will. Remember when they had that game on Nickelodeon? Yeah, that was cool with like the splash pads and stuff. Yeah, that was cool. But it's yeah, it's a change. I don't know if I'm ready for it to be honest. I mean, I have Amazon Prime, so yeah, I think everyone has Amazon Prime. I think Jeff Bezos knows everyone has Amazon Prime. So why not give a billion dollars and make sure that people have Amazon Prime? Yeah, to watch football. Because look at all the people that watch football. That's just it, man. It's like going to be. The, like the Netflix original of streaming live NFL football, if that makes sense. It's genius. Like you can't watch a Netflix original anywhere else. You're not going to be able to watch Thursday night anywhere else except for Amazon. What's going to bug me if my team plays on Thursday though is, you know, these streaming services are always going to be like 20 seconds behind live. Oh yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to turn your notifications yeah, off. Yeah, because <laughs> if I have the Score app, or people have ESPN app, or people have Yahoo app. And yeah, yeah, I if say I watch the NHL on NHL Game Center live and the Avalanche score, I get it on my phone before I see the goal on NHL Game Center live. That's going to bug me. Yeah. I'm not going to like, like it when that. it says Titans score or whoever my team's the Tennessee Titans. So I won't like it when it says say Derrick Henry runs it in and I didn't even see it on the TV yet? Yeah. Well, the zone is like that. Yeah, exactly. The zone's behind. It's like a minute behind. I don't like, like that. Thir- at least 30 seconds. It will be behind. For sure it will be. And the thing, too, is like they're going to say, oh, it's convenient. Like you can have it on your phone and your tablet, your laptop, like cool. whatever. Like, man, I'm busting out like my 2018 Samsung tablet. Like that shit ain't running high speed (laughs) like that it's not running high speed it's gonna be laggy as shit it's gonna be delayed by like eight minutes because it can't even load on it i i hope it's a good idea i hope it works out but i think they're gonna have problems with it i just think that live live television with cable is the only way to go for me yeah that's why i haven't gotten rid of cables because live sports I don't have cable. Yeah. I kind of do. You, yeah, you have that weird thing. I, Yeah, I have free cable, but like not illegally. <laughs> yeah, he's not like hooking up weird little cards to his station and stuff. But yeah, I, I, I want live sports when it's live. So if it's even 20 seconds behind, I'm not going to enjoy it. Yeah. If it's not my team, it doesn't really bug me because I'm not going to get the notification about the Arizona Cardinals getting a touchdown because they're not my favorite team. I'm going to still watch it on Amazon Prime Video, though. How many Thursday night football games? I watch every single one. No, do you think um, the Titans would get? They get one. Yeah. It's always one against Jacksonville. (laughs) It's always one. That's what they do. They always want to make it at least one divisional game, right? Yeah. They want to have a divisional game each Thursday. Yeah, exactly. Some of them suck, like Houston-Jacksonville. Last year so sucked. Do you think Amazon? This is a little off topic, but do you think Amazon's gonna come up with like a channel now? Why not? Have like the Prime channel, and then you can watch your Thursday nights on that as well, as long as you're subscribed. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting point. Or I guess no. You like, might as well just 
They might as well just keep it on there. Well, people are like moving towards smart TVs too. Oh yeah. So they're probably just gonna push them. They have Amazon Prime built right in, right? Yeah, or you can get like those fire Amazon Fire Sticks. Boom, Prime's right. They're so smart. That's why he's so rich. Speaking of rich, speaking of rich people, free agency just struck a couple days ago for the NFL, and there are some very happy men and wives and children and mistresses. And baby mamas. There's a lot of happy people out there. <laughs> There's because a lot of happy mistresses. <laughs> There's a lot of money being thrown around. Um, and the, the one team that is throwing around the most money, surprisingly, because Bill Belichick always seems to be a very frugal man when it comes to free agency, the New England Patriots. Yeah. So, uh I, th- I think they're doing the right thing, to be honest, because just right off the bat, they don't have Tom Brady. You don't have, like, Cam Newton's not, well, like, they paid him a lot. <laughs> but he's not overly expensive. He's not going for, like, the highest contract in he's the NFL. He's not even close to the highest. But at the same time, you're not, you, don't, you no longer have a person who's willing to take a pay cut to win. Cam Newton's not taking a pay cut. Well, he kind of did. He signed there for seven point five the first year. Well, yeah, because no one else wants. How many? To sign how much did he get this year? Like fourteen. Yeah, that's not a lot. Ben Roethlisberger is getting paid fourteen. Dak Prescott's getting paid forty. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Cam Newton's not going for the highest like paid thing, but like he's like that's an average pay. How much is Tom Brady getting? Twenty five. Oh shit! Eh? Maybe. How much did he get on the Patriots? Not that. No. Not 14. Less. Yeah, not 14. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You don't have a quarterback that that's is going to team first mentality. I guess, like, I do see what you're saying with taking the pay cut and stuff because, like, Cam Newton could have, like, maybe could have held out and signed on, like, a trash team. Yeah. And got paid a lot, like the Jets or something, but I don't know. I think that the Patriots are doing the right thing with surrounding Cam Newton with two a- tight ends. Dude, you have to put him with as much talent as you can, man. He's not great, and he's only good with tight ends. Look at look at the receiver core in Carolina. They were great, and Greg Olson was the only person catching the ball. Yeah, that's true, but why do you need two? Why do you need – so they put out $137.5 million guaranteed money yeah. to free agents this year, and that was over two days, and – Fifty-six point two five million of that is to tight ends. Jonu Smith is getting thirty-one million guaranteed, and Hunter Henry, who hasn't played a full season in the NFL, is getting twenty-five million dollars. Jonu Smith only had four hundred forty-eight yards last year, man. Yeah. I know. I watched every single game he played last year. There was games where he goes off, eighty yards, two touchdowns, maybe even like a rushing touchdown. Sometimes if you give him like a sweep or a a screen but then there's games where he's one catch nine yards one catch 18 yards two catches 13 yards what you're paying this guy four year 50 mil are you nuts well they are nuts definitely um they actually so i don't know what the exact number is but this was before this is actually i'm pretty sure before they signed hunter henry but the so the patriots have spent over two two hundred million dollars this offseason already. In the last ten years, 
they have spent four hundred million. Yeah, and it, it's all Bill Belichick. He's, he's very been there frugal the whole time. Yeah. Oh, he's extremely frugal. Um, he knows how to win. Yeah, and I and I'm gonna go back to the point I was saying before is that I think he needs to do this. Maybe not necessarily get two tight ends, like two top free agent tight ends, but he needs to surround Cam with more talent than he was giving Tom Brady. You have to because he's just he's straight out not as good, and he's not gonna win you games without star players he's gonna fumble he's gonna try too hard to run it himself and think of himself as a running back first yeah which he did he led the league quarterbacks in rushing touchdowns last year yeah he had i think 12 yes and he had eight throwing but he had 10 interceptions yeah it's horrible yeah so throw the ball get him some receivers and get him to throw the ball in the end zone hunter henry can catch and john smith can catch too uh, I don't agree that I don't think that running two tight ends is the way not to go. Like, no, it's horrible. But yeah, I don't know. I think they need to spend the money to get themselves better, but they need to spend it wisely. You need to get some receivers in there. Yeah, another another position group that got paid: defensive line and offensive line. Yes, Leonard Williams re-signed for the Giants. Three years, sixty-three million dollars, twenty-one million dollars for a defensive tackle. Well, in a throwing league, this is a throwing league. He's not clogging the run, like he has to. But this isn't the '90s where you're running the ball down somebody's throat, unless you're the Titans, and that's it. That's just how it's going to be. I think they. I think teams like give these players so much money because they think they're like the best at that position in a sense which i like you need a good o-line like straight straight up but you don't need to be going spending your all your cap room your like he's not leading you to a super bowl man he's not a he's not an all-star running back he's no saquon barkley (laughs) like he's an o-lineman defensive lineman or sorry, defensive lineman. Yeah. So I think that that was a bad move by the Giants, man. That much money, just let let him walk. I don't know, let him walk and draft someone else. You guys suck, anyways. You got a good draft pick. It's true. Also, Trent Williams. Speaking of offensive, that's linemen, why I was said. Tra- yeah, you thought Trent. We were talking was, Trent Williams. I, that's where I was going with next was Trent Williams. Six year, hundred and thirty eight million. Left tackles know how to make money. Well, yeah, that makes him the highest highest yeah. paid O lineman uh, in the NFL Ever. history. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that deal is fifty five million dollars guaranteed. Like Cha-ching. good for him. And he, you get hit. You you get con- contact every play. Yep, and he, you, you protect you protect your twenty seven million dollar quarterback blindside. The thing with Trent Williams yeah. is he did and succeeded on what players have been trying to do for the last five, six years. He sat out. He waited. Yes. He said, you are going to pay me one day, so I'm not risking my body and stuff for $5 million. Two years later, six-year, $138 million. He bet on himself, and he cashed in. Yeah. Or you uh, – actually, that's, that's a really good point. 
because I think on the flip side, which just happened this offseason as well, is um, someone who was kind of trying to play through injuries and they were uh, always like kind of something else was uh, uh, like re-aggravated or a new injury popped up or something like that. And that is Eric Fisher, in my opinion, for when, well, he used to play <laughs> for the Kansas City Chiefs. And he was first overall pick. First overall offensive lineman, and they released him. And in my opinion, I think it's because he's withering away. He he has never really taken the time to take care of his body. I mean, he is not up to the caliber of Trent Williams by what like whatsoever, in my opinion. But I think it goes to show you that if you take the time, bet on yourself, keep yourself healthy, work on yourself, that it can pay off in the end. Yeah, Eric Fisher was obviously the left tackle on that Super Bowl winning team. Yeah, but yeah, he he obviously he wasn't even the best offensive lineman on that team. No, because they the Chiefs released Schwartz and Fisher because they were like, we're paying these guys too much. We can yeah. save some cap space. So we're obviously paying our quarterback four hundred million dollars. We need to save some money. Where can we save money? That's how championship teams and dynasties do it. They cut some guys. They get a couple guys cheaper. And is there any other signings you you really like here, Shane? Like, there's there's been a lot of big names out there. There's big ones. Um, Patrick Peterson to the Vikings. I don't hate it. I mean, he's he's definitely past his prime, but I like him still, man. He's fast. <laughs> he's a ball hawk. <laughs> Matt Milano, four year, forty four for the Bills. That's a lot of money for an inside linebacker. That's not even I don't even think a top. 10 linebacker in the league that's a tough one cornerbacks were getting paid ridiculous william jackson the third from the Bengals, three year 42 yeah are you kidding that's nuts so this person i think was a steal and this is this isn't like a big free agent move or anything but ryan fitzpatrick to the redskins for what one year 12 million dollars Six million guaranteed. Who cares, man? You get Fitzpatrick for twelve million dollars. Like that guy's a winner, dude. I don't even care. You put him on garbage teams, he gets it done for some reason. You put him on trash ass Miami, and he's pulling off like four wins. Yeah, he's better. Which than, isn't he was bad. better than Tua. He was exactly. better than Tua. And I, I agree with that. Tampa Bay. Yeah, um, I agree when, with that pickup. That's a, that's a smart that's a smart choice because obviously they weren't going to re-sign Alex Smith. No, and. Tyrod Taylor is just signed with the Texans as a backup for 12.5. So if you yeah, know you have your you starter go. for 14, or what did he make, 10? Was it 10 or 12? For, for Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick? 12. 12. Six guaranteed. Six guaranteed. Yeah. So, yeah, how do you go wrong with that? I think it was a great pickup, in my opinion. Taysom Hill his, got paid. It makes Fitzpatrick does his ninth NFL team and the eighth quarterback Eighth starting quarterback for the Redskins since 2019. Yeah, that's really <laughs> it's a perfect bad. fit for Fitzpatrick, in my opinion. Um, but another one, uh, I kind of want you to take the reins on this. Um, but a, a really good signing I like was the Bud Dupree to the Titans. This man, I'm a Steel- so I'm a Steelers fan. I've loved Bud Dupree since we drafted him out of Kentucky. Uh, he took a little bit to kind of get his mojo in the league, but 
so he played he did play a full season in 2019 and he racked up 11 and a half sacks right so then last season 2020 he got injured after playing 11 games and he was at eight sacks like that's incredible he was on his way to a career season um but then towards acl which is unfortunate but i think it was a great pickup by tennessee and he got paid as well yeah i was surprised tennessee dealt out the cash but that was obviously one of tennessee's biggest needs was the edge position they were the lowest team besides the raiders in sacks i think they only had 29 sacks as a team last year so him having eight after 11 games is huge. The one question I have is obviously af- coming after the ACL, it's, mm-hmm. is he going to be 100%? That's always a question. But the way science and these doctors are nowadays in the NFL, people come back from ACLs like it's a sprained ankle. Like it's, it's ridiculous how tough these guys are. And another thing I'm questioning about this signing is we paid him like a number one guy. Yeah. When he was a number two guy in Pittsburgh. Yes. What if he's the one getting doubled? What if he's the guy that's taking the best blocker on the offensive line instead of the TJ Watts, instead of the Cam Haywards? Like, Pittsburgh's D-line stacked. Can Bud Dupree be the number one guy? And th- th- We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, because like I said, it did take him a little bit to kind of get comfortable and, and get some stats up in the league um but that he definitely improved his stats in shows too and his stats improved after tj watt was on the field as well um which is a given though right like i mean you have someone else that's getting doubled and not you but i think he'll get the job done i like him a lot he's I fast wish he was still on pittsburgh he's fast and and all edge rushers they're pretty much the the left tackle of the defense when it comes to payments. As we see, Shaq Barrett got four-year 72, J.J. Watt, two-year 28. I Matthew like that Ju- signing as well, the you J.J. Like Watt. Watt. Uh, where do you go, Arizona, yeah. was it? I like Chandler it a lot. Jones. I, um, I, I wish he was going to Pittsburgh, but I'm not. I'm going to stop talking about Pittsburgh because I'm upset about the offseason right now. Yeah, you guys them. haven't done squat. No, we, and the thing is we, the Steelers only have $4 million in cap space, and that's with – Ben Roethlisberger you guys can a sign pick. a punter. Yeah. Can he play? I think we might have signed um, um, Dwayne Haskins, the Ohio State guy, or Deshaun Haskins. No, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins. He's a troublemaker. So we, I'm, I really hope that, uh, I don't know, maybe we need to like lock him in a, isolated room or something so yeah, he doesn't party so hard strip club all right anyway so yeah the Steelers are awful at this offseason I love that JJ Watt signing to Arizona I think Arizona is making a huge push to get to a Super Bowl especially picking up uh D-Hop DeAndre Hopkins last year Kyler Murray is doing great he's only getting better in my opinion and uh, that's going to be great for the defense. So the they signed of- A.J. Green, too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, it's a good second guy because Ray Fitzgerald's most likely going to retire. Oh, yeah, but they have Christian Kirk as well. He's kind of disappeared, speaker. actually, this season yeah. or last season. I really like J.J. Watt, like you said, on the line with Chandler Jones. So I think the Arizona Cardinals will actually be good this year. Um, so if there's, not, if there's anything else uh, you want to add, to NFL, March Madness, anything, any late sport news, I guess, in general. 
before we sign off here, Liam? There's just a little thing, I guess. Just just one last thing about free agency. I love how little people care about wide receivers this year for free agency. Yes. So Allen Robinson signed his franchise tender for 18 mil. Godwin's going to get about that for his franchise deal. Yeah. But Kenny Galladay's still talking. Yep. Juju, he took eight million from the Steelers. Just, I was surprised by yeah, that. Yeah, he took a decent pay cut. He was Will actually telling got ten. People he was gonna leave. Yeah, Will Fuller got ten. Corey yeah. Davis got three year thirty seven. Yeah, so Corey Davis went to the Jets. Highest paid receiver of all these people. Corey Davis, Corey the Davis. number two. Yeah, he wasn't even a number one for us. Like you have, give Kenny Galladay that money. He's injured. Well, he's coming off an ACL too. He's still better than Corey Davis, man. Corey Davis put up a thousand yards last year. Did he actually? Yeah. It's actually really impressive. Mm-hmm. He did play good. The Titans had a good offense last year. Yeah, um, it's crazy. There's still a lot of receivers out there. There's like Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton, Sammy Watkins. These guys are all older, obviously. Yeah, but those guys aren't going to get the amount of money that they could have. But Kendrick Bourne got three year, twenty two million. The Patriots just over. He's the twentieth ranked guy on SportingNews.com's. Uh, wide receiver list of free agents <laughs> and he got seven million a year oh my god yeah i think that there is quite a bit of uh wide receivers going to this draft the draft's huge for wide receivers that's big in this so i think a lot of teams are gonna hold out um i was actually kind of surprised that miami signed will fuller because like they they are third overall pick it's actually on the mock draft that they're going to select the wide receiver out of lsu uh jamar Jamar, yeah jamar chase so that surprised me but i mean it'll give two of some options as well but yeah like it just goes to show like you're grabbing wide receivers left right and center in this draft like i have it on the mock draft right now that i'm looking at there's three wide receivers going in the top 10 yeah, and they're all amazing. Obviously, Devontae Smith from the national championship Bama team. He he was on fire in, in those last two games of the national championship. But, yeah, this football year might be weird, and I'm super excited. And hopefully March Madness keeps, keeps surprising us and some more upsets. I want to see more upsets. I think this is going to be the year of upsets. As I talk to uh, – person who's got the one versus one prediction but hey they're number one for a reason right yeah that's absolutely right so yeah this has been episode three of the topic tacklers again i'm liam dunlop and i'm shane bryant check us out on facebook at the topic tacklers and you can listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts yeah uh google podcast um anchor app pocket cast app like liam said pretty much anywhere stitcher we're on stitcher <laughs> Thanks guys, and ta- thanks guys and talk to you next week.